Hey everyone, another solo episode from me and I'll be covering three things I've learned over the past few months and I'm sharing these because they made a pretty big impact on me and uh, I'm sharing them in case some of you listening might benefit from it. So let's start with the first thing. I was at a workshop probably a couple of months ago and one of the things covered in the workshop was around how when people become more aware, uh, they become more it's called it conscious, even though that's a little bit of a, sometimes conscious can be a very, a very elitist word. Uh, so let's uh, use awareness. Um, as, as you become more aware with age, with experience, with, um, one of the things that happens as a byproduct of that is that more things start to annoy you. So, for example, maybe you learn more about climate change and how that's affecting the world. Or you learn a a little bit more about how your upbringing is affecting your current relationships. Or maybe you become more aware of your health and you become more sensitive to how eating the wrong food will affect your health. The, The unfortunate side effect of you becoming more aware of these things is that you might end up being more annoyed in general. And you could end up being more cynical of a person uh, as a result of this. A practice that was recommended by one of the facilitators for this workshop was and this might sound a little cheesy, but I'll say it. It's called the I see, I love practice. And the practice is you, as you become more aware uh, and you maybe feel more annoyed and bothered by things, you lean into your ability to observe what's happening and this observation you you can use the IC practice so you can say I see that this dynamic is bothering me I see that this food I ate made my stomach crumble And that's a starting point for the practice. But a step further is to actually practice I love. So what that would mean is loving the things that annoy you. Uh, these could be things within yourself, things in the environment, 
uh, things in other people that are close to you. And the big breakthrough moment for me was, well, there were a couple. One is I I realized to to love something or, so, or, 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 or someone, you don't have to give up the expectation of them changing. You can actually hold both ideas in your head or heart at the same time, which is you can love what's coming up in this moment as it is, and want this moment to change or want this person to change and to get a little meta you can you can love the part of you that wants something to change that wants your circumstance to change or, or that wants someone you know to change and this um uh, the 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 person running this, the, this workshop shared a really interesting example of how he had used it in his life which is he most recently had a few health problems uh and so I, so his kidney was acting up and one of the ways he learned to cultivate this practice was every day he would get up and, and again, this sounds a little weird, he would have a conversation with his kidney and say, I see you're hurting. I see you're in pain. I see you. I love you. And again, it sounds really cheesy when I say this out loud, but, uh, and, and, and when I, when I heard it, in the workshop, I was like, this is really cheesy. Um, and I also felt like you like you have to be really spiritually advanced to like practice something like that. But I I found like doing it a little bit, even even just on myself. or actually I should say with myself, uh, has been really eye-opening. And it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Like I've, you know, I, uh, for example, I've found myself annoyed at certain people, right, which is, you know, a very natural thing to feel. Uh, and something I do is say, you know, can I love the part of me that's annoyed at someone? Um of, you know, maybe one day I'll get to the point where, where uh, I can point the energy to, towards someone else, even when they annoy me. But, but uh, even 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 doing small practices like this uh, has uh, been pretty impactful. And if you are someone who cares about personal growth and, and self-awareness, this is a good practice to balance that out 
and balance out your tendency to get more annoyed as you uh, become more self-aware. The second thing I want to share with you all is this idea of repair in relationships. I was working with a friend who was about to go into a very tough conversation. And in that conversation, he was worried about expressing his anger and asserting a boundary. And sometimes people stop themselves uh, from being assertive or expressing a boundary or expressing anger because they think that doing so will permanently rupture a relationship. Uh, but I would argue that the people that have this fear aren't taking into account their innate ability to repair relationships. And uh, as I see it, all healthy relationships naturally go through a cycle of rupture and repair. Now, as a relationship develops, hopefully the, the intensity of the ruptures becomes smaller and smaller. Um, but it's actually a very, I would say, natural cycle because every individual is different. They have a different point of view. They have a different perspective. And it is very normal for those perspectives to clash in relationship, for people to you know, disagree uh, on small things or maybe big things. And in that disagreement, it is also normal to have that connection uh, temporarily feel weaker. Uh, because in relationships, and you know, this could be a romantic relationship, but it could be a relationship with your parents, with, with a friend. In relationships, we're playing this dance of, you know, being our own separate individuals, but then also being in a kind of union in this in this relationship container. Uh, and so, uh, what I would, what I recommended to my friend was actually to trust his ability to repair a relationship. He's he's actually someone who has pretty good relationship and communication skills. Um, and I I, uh, I recommended actually leaning into his innate ability to repair relationships because that will give him the space uh, to be more assertive, to, to, to express the boundary, express the anger, which ultimately would be good for the long-term health of a relationship because it means that things are being brought out, things are being openly discussed and so on. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what I mean by repairing. So, repairing can take many forms. Uh, it Sometimes when people uh, sort of boundary and it's uncomfortable, they swing um, all the way to the other extreme where there's almost a collapse where they over-apologize or, or so on. And and sometimes repairing does mean apologizing if if 
if you feel like you um, maybe communicate something in the wrong way or 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 you know um, hurt uh, the person in uh, in a in a way that was maybe out of integrity uh, and so on but but repairing doesn't always mean apologizing um, one way to repair a relationship is to really understand the impact of your actions on the other person and, and hearing them out so if you have set a boundary so I'm just making something up on the spot you say something to a friend that says I can't hang out with you on weekends so that might cause a temporary loss in connection and one way to repair that loss in connection is you know the next time you, you see the friend like hopefully on a weekday because you asserted that boundary um, you ask them hey like I know I said this I started I, I stated this boundary or this 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 request and uh, you know I had reasons for doing so uh, but I'm also curious like how did you feel about it and they might say look you know weekends are you know my time to really uh, relax and you know I I prioritize my closest friends on the weekend so I was a little like bummed out that you didn't want to hang out with me on weekends um, but I kind of understand where you're coming from too and hopefully if, if both people are are, are mature and they're invested in the relationship um, they will uh, understand the needs but also hear each other out in terms of the impact of what that uh, uh, need how that, how that need affected the other person the third thing I want to share is I uh, well it's a story about a friend and I uh, and we both learned something in that story so this is a friend who is training to be a yoga instructor and the yoga studio uh, where he has a job and is teaching classes I hadn't paid him in a couple of months and he wanted to call the head of the yoga studio and ask her if like why they hadn't paid him why she hadn't paid him and also if the business was going under like if the business was having any financial issues and he was a little worried about asking that question about the business being in trouble because he felt like it was it could be a little intrusive and one of the things I suggested to him was to imagine a beam of kindness coming out of his eyes when he was asking that question because that would really give a give a totally different feel to the question and the other person uh, the business owner would receive that question differently and we role played it and I actually got a chance to 
listen to his conversation uh, with the business owner. And when he asked that question to her over the phone, the I, I could tell the business owner, she softened a little bit when hearing that question. She didn't get defensive. Um, she didn't feel like it was intrusive. Um, so something about doing it really allowed her to receive the question um, well. And then I was um, dancing with someone last week and I could tell that this was their first or second time dancing. And in the past, I've never known what to do about that because I can tell um, that sometimes when I'm dancing with someone who's really new, they're usually very nervous. And I've, in the past, sometimes tried to reassure uh, them that, you know, no no worries, no big deal. We'll, we'll just have fun. But that's sometimes made the person more nervous. And then technically, you know, in the in the in, in the dance I, I I dance, you aren't really supposed to talk. Uh, you're supposed to communicate non non verbally. But this time, uh, you know, as uh, dance with her, instead of saying anything, I tried giving her a beam of kindness from my eyes, and. Right after I did that, I could I could tell she like noticeably relaxed. So uh, something I discovered that um, I guess me and my friend discovered, and uh, I wanted to share with you all. And if you end up using any of the three things I've shared, uh, please let me know. I'd love to hear how it went. A couple of announcements as this podcast comes to an end. The first is I am starting negotiation coaching. And if you find value in some of the content I put around negotiation, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter or if you're on my Substack, just respond to an email and we can we can chat. The other announcement is I am looking for ambassadors to help promote the podcast. And in return, I am going to be offering some swag. So if that is of interest, again, you can message me on Twitter. My handle is at S-A-S-A-S. DB, or again, you can uh, if you're on my Substack, just respond to my email and we'll set up time to chat.